fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's up, everybody? Damn it. Welcome back to the Fashion Crimes Podcast. This is the hostess with the mostest, your favorite personal stylist, in addition to the only Holly that you need to know. I have so many people wanting a piece of me. Everyone is writing in with their questions, and I am just over the moon about it. That's what we're going to get into this week. However, did you listen to last week's episode, Mother of the Groom Dresses? Did you see the Pinterest board that I curated just for you? It was epic, and that episode got a ton of great feedback. So keep it coming with the questions. Also, Didn't know if you saw on the Fashion Crimes Podcast Instagram that I have new quote, I'm using air quotes here, shorts series coming out. It's called FCP Shorts. They're quick, short interviews with small brands and local designers that you need to know about. The series is taking place at Tootsie's here in Atlanta, and it's going to be great for y'all to learn about new brands and support the Fashion Crimes Podcast YouTube channel. That would be greatly appreciated as our bestie Sarah Mixon from Tootsie's is nice enough to share her people with me. Thank you to Tootsie's Atlanta. And if you live in Atlanta or somewhere close to here, go in and give her a hug and tell her that we are besties. It's in Buckhead, super easy to find. I had a gift card that I had received at an event. And believe me, that shit was not cute. I spent like eight times the gift card value. It is really just a ticket to allow you to spend more. You're like, I have a gift card, but who walks out and just buys one thing at the face value of a gift card? Um, hello, have you met me? I had a hard time controlling myself, but I can admit it. I can own it. It's literally like a department store in there. I'm the asshole yelling in the store on the way to the dressing room. Well, I sure shit didn't see this back here. I mean, it's like stuff everywhere you turn. OMG, 30 more minutes go by and 200 more dollars, so... That sounds like a me problem, but alrighty then. I walked out with like three pairs of shorts, a really cute twofer, which is like a tank top and it has a connected sweater to it. So please wrap sweater by Ghani, super cute. And then what else did I get? Two tank tops and a few pairs of shorts. So I will be going back and visiting them. I'm not going to have another gift card, but I'm going to work it out. I mean, they had so many shoes. I couldn't believe how many shoes they had. Stop by there, say hey to our bestie, Sarah. As we are answering listener questions here today, please take notes. Just kidding. You don't have to take notes because I have the show notes, so you don't have to take notes. But someone might have an issue similar to yours. You never know. Again, y'all are super sweet, and I genuinely think that y'all are surprised that I actually answer when you reach out to me, but I do. And for some reason, if I don't get to your question or issue, I need you to DM me again. And all you have to say in your message is this, I will not be ignored. 
If you send me a DM saying that, you sure shit can guarantee I missed you somewhere and I will be frantically searching for your previous message. So there's that. I say that to people and I expect you to say that to me. So I'm glad that's settled. I'm going to get right into it because we got a lot of shit to cover. Let's be honest. Okay, so let's kick off this with Christine. She wrote in and said that she is 5'1 and wanted some help with purchasing petite clothing. When you're short, and I like to call it vertically challenged, people who are super short, like 5'3 or less, are definitely considered in the petite category. Now, you might not be able to find exactly what you like in short people clothes because the reason why is because the world is not made for short people. Neither are clothes. (laughs) Sorry, but this is not new news. So with that being said, in the words of Stacey London, my stylist, icon, idol, you have to make the clothes work for you. And what that means is this is when you go around and try to shop and you say, nothing fits me, nothing fits me. All that does is put more style blockage for you in the universe. So just know that most pants and jeans come in at least a 30-inch length. If you shop at a place like AG, which is Adriana Goldschmied, their pants only come in a 34 or 36 length. That's it. They don't come any shorter for both men and women. So what does that mean? Get yourself a good tailor. And when I say a tailor, I don't mean a custom tailor. I mean somebody that can do easy alterations like your local cleaners down the street. When looking for an alterations person, when you have more complicated issues like reconstructing a garment, you want to find a higher-end alterations company that can handle that sort of thing. But for someone just to pull up a hem on a pant, that's easy and you can go to any of your local cleaners regardless of the town you live in. I had someone reach out to me from a very small town in Alabama and she said to me, well, where am I supposed to get the alterations done? And then like two seconds, I found the top alterations person in her area. And she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about her. And in a smaller community like that, I'm sure she's the only game in town. So she probably does amazing work. So there's that. Yes, when you try on a dress, it's going to be too long. Yes, when you try on skirts, they're going to be too long. And especially pants, jeans, and slacks. All of it is going to be too long. So that's why you have to have somebody in your back pocket to bring the clothes to. Look, everything, in I, well, most everything that I get, I have to have altered in one way or another, whether it's the waist or the length or what have you. So I feel your pain. You just have to have an extra step when purchasing clothes. But don't let that deter you because this isn't the first time you've discovered that you're short or vertically challenged, okay? You've done this your whole life. This is not something that you're just now discovering about yourself. So let's figure out together how we can approach this so you don't feel like clothes just aren't made for you. Because honestly, it's just not true. It's just not. And you're not the only person in the world that has this problem. Lots of people do. There's lots of short people in the world. So with that being said, just know you that you have me in your back pocket and can always hit up the fashion hotline. Duh. It's a valid concern, but it's one that is easily, easily rectified. So now we have Lisa. Lisa asked, hey, Holly, I love the look of a mixed print, but I don't have the confidence to pull it off myself. I found a brand which makes it easy. 
I would be interested in learning more about the rules of mixing prints. I don't always want to wear a plain white top with bold statement pants. Thanks again for making a difference. I'm loving her. Thank you, Lisa, for writing in and asking this. I will say that this isn't something that most people pull off successfully unless you are an advanced or seasoned shopper. From when Lisa and I were writing back and forth, she seemed that she did shop a lot and she pretty much knew what she was talking about. She just wanted that extra bit of confidence because she wasn't sure about the outfit that she had chosen. So here's my take on that. In order to do this right, in order to mix prints, you have to, number one, you have to have the patterns in the same color family. That's number one. Number two, next, you have to know how to break it up. So for example, when I look at someone who's well-dressed, I look at their outfit and it just makes sense. I'm not trying to figure out what the hell's going on. What are they wearing? Why are they wearing it? It just works. Maybe it's their confidence. Maybe it's their energy or the way they carry themselves. Either way, they look great. They could have on a purple and white striped shirt with some floral pants and a high heel and that shit looks amazing. On someone else, not so much. So here's my advice for people who feel like this is something that you could pull off. You pick one thing, one, like a pattern blazer. Let's just say that, for example. You would wear a jean, a top underneath a blazer in the same color family, but a different pattern as the jacket, and then the jacket over it. So the top and the jacket would be the contrasting patterns. Now, from far away, it looks like you're wearing a pattern jacket and jeans. Cool. But when you get up close to see the top underneath, that's the wow factor. And remember, less is more. I have to remind myself of this constantly. Like when Nolan started styling me, he was like, bitch, you're wearing fringe and studs and leather. Like we get it. Pick a lane. And that was helpful because I wanted to wear it all, but picking one element is better than having them all. Anyway, wearing a dress that's one pattern and a jacket over it that's another, that is risky. Start small. Also, let's not forget about a pattern shoe. Wow, is that making a comeback? Or it's really back. It's literally the 50s all over again with the pattern shoe and the matching bag. So... Let's go back to the pattern jacket example. If you have a red and blue pattern jacket, you could totally wear a red floral shoe or something of that nature. That's a great way to mix patterns too. You can also do it with a bag. That's a much less risky way to do it, but you could wear a very strong pattern bag with a jacket or a top in the same color family. I fully support this decision if you decide to go for it. Please send me pics if you do so I can give you a shout out. Women who do this usually rock it. Again, you can do this in a way that's not distracting from your outfit, but yet can be a conversation starter. For example, I have worn black and white striped pants with a black and white polka dot top. I can pull that off. I like that look. I've only done it a couple of times, but it can work for me. So that is a very subdued way when you have black and white. It's a little bit easier. But I recommend doing a very bold print and then a smaller print with it. Just my two cents. Okay, moving on. Sticky Bakery Toronto 
She actually wrote in and said, I'm sure you're wondering why a bakery is asking you style questions. I was not. I was happy to hear from you. Um, And she was asking about when I use the term age appropriate. She wrote in and asked, when I hear dress my age, I'm using air quotes here, as a separate caution over and above other fashion guidelines, it feels limiting and confusing without any real explanation. Can you please do a podcast on this? Confused in Toronto. OMG, of course, Sticky Bakery Toronto, of course. I could talk about this for days, days. First off, apologies if I left anyone confused more than in control. Certainly not my intention. So let's get the story straight. Let me use myself as an example. I am 49 years old. Okay, 49. 49 looks way different on different people. You could look super old and stuffy on some. Some could look young and fabulous on another. It's all about who you think you are. If you are 49 and you have kids and grandkids, you might feel like you're in a different life phase and deserve to wear elastic waist pants all the time. But I encourage people to dress a little out of their comfort zone. Unpredictable. Don't dress, quote unquote, safe. Take a small risk and get yourself in a place that makes people question your age. Because honestly, that's what great style is, is when people have no idea how old you are. Now, I've talked about this before. What is dressing too old? When you shop in the old lady section, pay attention. When you shop in the old lady section, you see women way older than you shopping in the same area as you. When you see the models and the print pictures of the clothes you're wearing and they look way older. Another way to tell is if you're placing comfort over style. You bet your ass you're dressing too old. Look, everyone is constantly complaining to me about being comfortable. As you should, it's not the number one thing that you're looking for in a clothing item. Yes, you take that into consideration, but it's not the thing that makes or breaks the sale. For example, let's talk about jeans. Now, don't show me jeans that aren't stretch. I mean, don't do it, okay? I cannot physically get my ass in a pair of jeans if they do not have stretch. Yes, that makes them more comfortable. However, I'm not sacrificing the style of the jean for comfort. I'm not wearing some old ass lady jeans just to be comfortable. When it comes to shoes, now this is a big one. People are constantly complaining about feet issues. They can wear heels. They can't wear heels. They can only wear this. They can't wear that. Again, you're not going to wear high heels just because you want to be comfortable all night. You're going to find the right shoe with a heel, maybe a shorter heel, so you can last. Again, you don't just fucking opt out because your ass wants to be comfortable. Not acceptable fashion crime. You might have to look a little harder and a little longer, but you can find a shoe with a heel that you can wear for an evening out. Yes, you can. Another example. Now, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but when have I not said how I feel like ever? But I'm going to tell you the truth because I'm a terrible, terrible liar. If you're going to let your hair go gray, meaning if you are done dyeing your hair, and you want to let the gray come through. That is okay. I fully support this, but just know you have to keep your hair in an actual style. You have to constantly get your hair done, shaped, trimmed, 
in a current style that doesn't age you. Again, I have gray hair. Let's not get crazy. Believe me, I've got gray hair. But if I really wanted to let it go, you bet your ass I would have some super blunt, edgy cut to support that style. I wouldn't just let my hair be long and gray and fucking wiry, you know, and limp with just no style. That shit is fucking tired. I have a friend who wanted to go gray and she went from super dark to blonde. It was like a three-day process. So she went blonde. So when the gray does come through, it's going to be mixed with the blonde to come through gently. She also has incredible style, let's be honest, and she oozes confidence. So it doesn't date her, okay? It's hip the way she is letting the gray come through. It's very fashion forward. It's not like, oh, she's just not dyeing her hair anymore and now she fucking looks old. It's the complete opposite of that. I mean, I can talk about old lady clothes and fashion fails all day long, but look, it just comes back to dressing for your body type. If you're wearing clothes that are too big for you, you're probably dressing too old. If you really want to drill down into dressing right for your age, hit me up and book a session with me. It's all about perspective. If you're retired or you're close to it, you should be wearing clothes that support your lifestyle that are flattering and not predictable. Fucking stretch pants, fit flops, fucking Skechers tennis shoes, with some quilted fucking sweater vest or sorry, not sweater vest, but zip up vest. That shit is old. It's tired. If you're buying clothes from big box stores because it's easy and it's cheap and it's comfortable, you are dressing too old. Great jeans, jackets, and cute dresses are a great place to start so you can actually figure out what fits your body and wear something that supports your age and lifestyle where you are. When an older person dresses hip, that's what makes you look younger. You're not dressing too young. If an older person with hair that's completely gray, hair pulled back in a ponytail with a cool bandana, amazing edgy jewelry, you know, like ear piercings and great tennis shoes and a really cool bag, You actually look younger when you dress that way. If you've seen pictures of me, I definitely push the envelope, okay? And I don't dress like all I care about is being comfortable. I don't. And believe me, I'm not comfortable, okay? (laughs) I'm not. We all have those friends in Crocs because they're comfortable and they don't care. This is just one thing that can seriously date your look and age you. Look. If you need more clarification, please hit me up again. But that was a really good question. And I want you to understand it's not about wearing designer clothes or wearing expensive clothes. You know if you're crapping out. You know if your shit is tired. You know if you need an elevated look. You know that. Don't dress too old. If you're dressing so old or so comfortable, there's really not a risk of you dressing too young because you're already way right on the other side. So just try, get a cute sweater. You don't get a sweater that covers your butt. You get one that cuts off at the waist. Then you get some cute jeans. Maybe you get some great flats, 
some cool statement earrings. That's just a very simple way to elevate your stuff. There's a million things that you can do, but just don't date yourself. Talk about getting your hair gray. If you've had the same haircut for 30 years, it's time for a change. That is tired and it's making you look old. Just saying. Linda writes into me and she says this. I work in a corporate job as the communications support for the highest level people. Their clothing budget is obviously much, much higher than mine, yet I want to look as professional as they do around them. What are some tips that I should be wearing? I hate those higher end rental options. Thank you. All right, Linda, I know you've heard the phrase, dress for the job you want. And this old saying, it really still rings true. When you find the designers that fit your body best, you don't have to spend a lot to get a great fit. Find the best fitting slacks and dresses that you can. Elevate your look with fabulous accessories that will pull it all together. Understand what your body needs if shapewear or support is needed underneath. Get fitted for a great bra. I'm going to say that again. Get fitted for a great bra. Get your hair done regularly and keep your wardrobe rotating so it doesn't get stale. Keep your shoes in great shape so they keep looking new and get a boss bitch bag. Okay, this is a whole nother episode, but you should have a great work tote, not a bag that you got a great deal on or something that's beat down or you've had for fucking 10 years, okay? For God's sakes, If I catch anyone out there carrying a canvas backsack, oh, hell no, it's on. I don't care who you are. If you do prefer a backsack, it must be a gorgeous leather and it must look super expensive. This is the only exception to this rule if you do want to carry a backsack. You must own a current in-style bag that you can fit at your laptop, your lunch, your water bottle etc. All that stuff when you go into the office. It doesn't have to be like the super high-end $5,000 designer logo bag. It needs to be sturdy, dependable. It needs to not show dirt or get beat up or beat down or get weathered quickly. It needs to go with most of your clothing. So please be smart when you pick a color and it must be something that isn't so completely trendy that it's going to go out of style like next season. Honestly, you can get a great bag for a great price, but understand you do get what you pay for. You get a $50 bag, it's going to last about a year. You get a $500 bag, it should last about two years before it gets beat down looking. All of these things tied together are going to keep you looking professional, just like you are in a higher position. Having great style is all about the details. And OMG, I almost forgot, get a steamer. Jiffy is a great steamer or Rowenta. These are great brands. Learn to steam your clothes. That keeps them looking newer and fresher. And it's so much faster than ironing. Look, I'm not a fan of any rental subscription box or clothing box where you answer 10 questions and you think your style problems are answered. It just doesn't work like that. You can't have a cohesive wardrobe when you don't own anything and you have someone who has never met you pick out your clothes for you. Fashion crime. Good job, Linda. Thank you for writing in for that. 
Now we're going to go to Cape Wishes. She writes in and says, I'm way over 50. What is the name of your favorite bra brand? Thank you for the information. So my favorite bras are, two of them are Marie Jo and Prima Donna. My favorite place to get fitted for a bra, hands down, they should pay me Rigby and Peller. I tell everyone to go there. It is the best place to get quality bras that give you the correct support. Their people have been trained to teach you how your breast tissue should actually fit into the cup. It's like life-changing to go there. Also, there are sizes for all. If you haven't gotten fitted, then please don't make me yell at you. Just do it. If you have, then you're already ahead of the game. And if you're small... All you people out there who are a B or less, and you think this doesn't apply to you, really stop smoking crack, okay? You're committing a huge fashion crime. A great fitting bra, really, it just changes your perspective on how you look in clothing. Just because you are a size A does not mean you opt out of getting fitted for a bra. Period, exclamation point, end of sentence. We've talked about if you're super large, you get a minimizer or you get something that fits you, that holds your breast tissue up and on the inside frame of your body, not down, not out, not up to your chin to define your waist. So that's a whole nother episode I've already talked about, but make sure you check out Rigby and Peller. Okay. Now, it looks like I've talked your ear off this week. Sorry, not sorry. So thank you to everyone who wrote in, and I'm so super grateful to you. Keep the questions coming, and I hope this was helpful. Pass this on to someone who you think you could use this advice and tell me what else y'all need to know about. This has been super helpful to me to know where you guys are in your fashion journeys and the subjects where I can certainly drill down a little bit more. Y'all have a fabulous fashionable week, and just know that you're really doing great. You are. Look, the first step is awareness. And the more you ask, the more you know. And the better you look than all your friends. Duh. So there's that. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the only Holly you need to know. And as always, the hostess of the mostest of your favorite fashion podcast, the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. Sign up for our email list. All the things. Go on our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. And you just might get rewarded for it. You never know. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. And we are out. Bye.